For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Believe in UCLA football podcast. We'll be here with a new episode for you right after this quick note. It's playoff time, and the road to Vegas goes through San Francisco and Baltimore. BetOnline is your number one source for your playoff football odds, stats, trends, and lines. With everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props. Head to BetOnline today to stay updated on all the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Believe in UCLA football podcast. My name is James Williams, a reporter and editor for the Orange County Register and the Southern California News Group. And as always, I'm here with former UCLA linebacker Josh Woods. Josh, what's going on, man? It's good. I mean, our first guest of 2024, Mm -hmm. you know, starts off with a bang. One of the guys that, I mean, I had the pleasure of playing with on my way out and got to see him, you know, grow and shine and do many things and really play almost everything on the defense. So now we have none other than Carl Jones, man. What's up? Man, how y'all doing? No, nah, it was a pleasure for sure, Josh. That shit was fun. <laughs> what was, was it really like fun. two years, I think you guys, or was it one? No, nah, it was just it was just one. Uh yeah it was one. Yeah it was one. It was with him, Chris, Lil Kenny. Yep. All the and all the old guys. Naming yeah. the whole gang. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. We were old at the time, but now it's you. You're now you are considered old yeah that's it's crazy how fast it happens because yeah i remember when i remember when you were just being recruited and coming around and then next thing you know you were on the field and look at you now yeah your time ucla is come to a close man yeah it's so quick but that's just crazy (laughs) and now and now you're working out you declared for the nfl draft yeah Uh, what is that feeling like and and what are you doing to prepare so right now I'm actually in uh, Costa Mesa right now at uh, Marcus Epps, Kareem Bird's place at EBS. Oh, yeah. So I've been training out here since like January 2nd. So I've been out here for like the past three, almost four weeks. Shoot. Yeah. That's why I was kind of a little late. I was uh, All good, man. <laughs> finishing the workout just now. But yeah, no, it's, it's definitely different for us, like a lot more professional. You know, it's like really on your time. Like it ain't on uh, strength coach's time for real. Like depending on how your body is, you wake up when you wake up and then you go train. But it's like it's a bigger why now because you plan with your future now. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yep. yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is this is your time to be selfish. I mean, it's all about you. Like you said, it's, yeah, it's not really the why is you. The why is not, you know, with the team and all, you know, what Coach Kelly and what the defense needs you to do, it's, you know, this is your time to really focus and put everything into you because you, you only have a certain window. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, you only have one thing that Coach Az, one thing that I always take away from Coach Az that he used to say is you only have, like, <laughs> one opportunity, you know, to, to make that, you know, first way in. You only get to enter the league one time. Um, yeah. 
And that's, you know, your opportunity right now. So, I mean, my advice to you on that is, man, just, yeah, focus on you. Let let things put certain things on the back burner because this is, I mean, your time, you know, to do everything that you want to do, you need to do. Yeah. No, I agree with that. No, Coach Az used to throw some wisdom out there sitting in his seat during the defensive meetings. It's crazy. Yeah. That's funny. That's funny because, again, we never – in the media, we never got to talk to Az, so – I feel like I missed out on a lot of good stuff, but for sure. let, let's talk, let's talk about some of your defensive coordinators. And first of all, just your journey. Cause I was doing a list before we got started here. You had four different or, well, I guess Malloy is not technically going to be a defensive coordinator. So I guess you had three defensive coordinators. Yeah. I know. I know like Alex Johnson and all them, they had four. So you had three. Um, mm-hmm. What was that like? Kind of every other year during this last couple, last three years, actually, it was someone different leading the way, and, and how did you guys manage to kind of stick together as a defense throughout all that? Um, I say, uh, you know, with as it was like already a, like an older group, so like they were really like helpful in learning the playbooks, like you know, learning the playbooks, learning the plays, and making sure whoever was on the field knew what they was doing. So like I can attest to you know Woods and Chris for real, and Lil Kenny, um, my first year playing. Um, it was an exotic defense. I ain't gonna cap like that mess was crazy. <laughs> like I remember, I was I was watching over some plays. I remember Osa Oso Diggy Zoo was standing up playing middle linebacker, and Chris was like at a safety spot. Like it was spinners. Like it was it was crazy. But you know, throughout the years, just learning different concepts. So then switching to uh, you know Coach McGovern. You know Coach McGovern, his concept was a lot different than Az's. Uh, you know his was a lot of base. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But even before that, you know, Coach Az switched from that 3-4 into 4-3 his last year going out. And then, mm-hmm. you know, when McGovern came in, it was 4-3 and it was a lot of base. But then we played a lot of nickel towards the end of it when we got, you know, an exotic nickel, which was uh, Q Knight at the time, you know. Yeah. And then just, you know, using – it was like a lot of – I'd I, I say it was like a lot of guys that really wanted to play, so we was putting them in the best position possible to, you know, make plays. And that was kind of like how the philosophy of the defense was. So if we had a playmaker, which was the nickel at the time, the McGovern year and uh, the last uh, – the COVID year with uh, mm-hmm. uh, Coach Az, uh one of the main guys was the, the striker spot. You know, they would send a striker, drop them. You know what I'm saying? So it was like a lot of – you know, a lot of defensive towards, you know, him. You know what I'm saying? But uh, Yeah, I wish I could have been in that. I wish they had that position my last year. You know what I'm saying? Like, because mm-hmm. I remember you was dropping out. They had to make sure you go drop out and then or go rush. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it was it was like vice versa. And it was just a lot crazy. And then, you know, going into after the COVID year with McGovern, it was that a lot of, you know, we, we helped out on the back end. Um and then with Coach D. Lynn coming in, we based the defense around, you know, you know, the D linemen, like the four outside linebackers playing D line basically, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Stop the <laughs> run and stuff. Like that that's like is is you know, a lot of people can't do that, or a lot of defenses can't have four outside linebackers out there playing three techs and two eyes and four eyes and wide yeah. nines and stuff like that, and everybody doing the same thing, but I could say it it progressed through 
the off season for real. Like this past year with Layatu and the Twins and the whole D line, like I say, we were literally like we took ten minutes out of our day every day during the off season just to do something small, and we wrote our we wrote our goals up on the board before the season started. We wrote our goals up on the board. Didn't even have to look back at the goals and be like, remember what we wrote? Like, towards the end of the season, we looked up and we like the top defense in the nation, mm-hmm. yeah. top pressures in the nation. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we didn't have to remind each other of that. You know what I'm saying? We didn't have to hold each other accountable only because we wanted that for ourselves. We wanted that for our group. We was playing as a, like, a brotherhood for real. And I, I feel like that was a big change. It, it was it was interesting because I remember at the beginning of the season and it feels like it was so long ago when Lynn first comes in and we would ask you guys during media availability, like, oh, what's different about Lynn? What's different about this defense? And you guys are like, ah, oh, nothing. It's going to be the same old thing. And you all just went on this tear and just were wrecking havoc all year. What was that? What was that like working with uh, Deonta Lynn and the defense that he was able to put together for you guys? I feel like he he honestly let the ball players ball for real like you know what I'm saying like you have rushers getting to the quarterback and moving the quarterback off the spot the quarterback can't throw a good pass you know what I'm saying like the quarterback is off rhythm off timing off the route timing so then the back end the coverage they didn't have to be in coverage that long because it was either (laughs) on the way or the running back or the quarterback was Mm -hmm. scrambling and so like if you look at that like that that played a lot into, you know, our defense, you know what I'm saying? But, like, you know, stopped a couple people during a run. We we told each other, you know, if we could make them – if we could stop them from running on second down and make it second and long, then we, we're going to win them down, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. we were really consistent on that, going to the next play. You know, if it was a big play, we got another set of downs to, you know, stop them again, you know what I'm saying? So that was really what – what we were trying to do. I mean, speaking I, of that, go I ahead. Say Josh, that, go that, I say that definitely showed because I mean, the front seven you guys were definitely. I mean, I think the you know the strength of the team in general, and that's one thing mm-hmm. that I was trying to explain to everybody. It's 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 hard. Um, it, with colleges, you don't get everybody to peak at the right time or at the same time. I mean, Carl Gattesa. If we had Carl how he is now versus when he was as a freshman, you know what I'm saying? Where you get all mm-hmm. that experience and all that, and we always say it's good. Like, dang, if we would have, you know, been at our best, uh, what we could have helped the older guys do, and then vice versa. When we see these younger guys, like, dang, if we could have got Dorian and Carl on them at their best when we were older, it's like, man, we could have been one of the top teams in the country, and that's one of the most frustrating things about college and like the de- the development of it all. And everybody tries to blame coaches, but it's like Mm-mm. everybody's on different levels and different paths, and not everybody's mm. on, you know, going to be their best at that year. And it's it's really a process. No, I definitely like. I say when you know, you know, when they moved me into the inside back room because Tyree ended up breaking his foot. I was like, shit, all right, I do it for the team. I didn't know I was going to play. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I didn't know right I away. Right away, first game, Cincinnati, I'm like, oh, Az told me to go in? All right, you know what I'm saying? But, like, I feel like the development of it all, like, being around older guys and, like, you know, around you guys, like, you know, y'all helped me feel comfortable towards it, like, just going into the season. Of, like, all right, mm-hmm. like, you playing, bro, so lock in, bro. You ain't no little kid. You can't be doing all this 
dumb shit. Like, really, like, my bad for my mm-hmm. profanity. No, like, you're really good, you're good. Shit, you know what I'm saying? And, like, you know, Chris was on me. He was like, you know, bro, you playing, <laughs> bro. You from Bakersfield, bro. Like, come on. A rare breed. <laughs> rare breeds. Like, and so, like, you know, I, I took that, and I was like, all right, it's time to, like, grow up. You know what I'm saying? So, the development of it all, like, a lot of people, like, once again, a lot of people ain't there yet to play mm-hmm. at, at that yeah. And at that time, we're, I mean, we're, we're coming off of, you know, coaching change. And, I mean, like I said, so many people were leaving the program or coming in and out. And, yeah, it was next man up. I mean, with injuries and all that thing. I mean, because I had just I had just moved from inside to outside because we didn't have no outside backers. So then and then, of course, once I moved, then people get her inside and then we didn't have no inside. But like that's how the year was going. The past yeah. two years of, of my time at UCLA, it was like. So many people are getting hurt that we just needed like guys to step up and play. And I think, you know, one thing for you, because you well, you came in as a as a DB and then you go inside linebacker and then you go what outside linebacker and you're playing like almost D line. Like you played literally top to bottom. Every yeah. everything in defense. And I think it's gonna suit you. But how have you felt um along that process and like yeah, in your journey at UCLA in the time? Honestly. I wouldn't I wouldn't change it, honestly. Like I, I feel like, you know, you know, I, I always back in my head, I'm like, I'm a safety. You know, I didn't stop saying that until like <laughs> I didn't stop saying that till like probably last year when I was like, all right, I'm not moving back. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, exactly. just where I'm at. And so like but like yeah, like throughout the years it was it was crazy. It was like a lot of development. I got to learn a lot from Coach Pelham and then switching mm-hmm. to a different position with Coach Kafusi and then you know, then I was with Coach Cody playing striker, and then mm-hmm. I moved back to outside linebacker because we had two young guys playing outside linebacker, the Bruins spot. And then it was just like a lot of growth and learning the positions and learning the plays. But, you know, learning concepts helped me with learning the plays and what I had to do. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I feel like the IQ of the game and being around, like, different coaches, like, I got to grab – how they process plays and how they process the right. down and distance and what we needed. So, like, I feel like the IQ of the game, like, it grew and it slowed down, like, probably mm-hmm. towards, like, my sophomore year, junior year, like, because, like, I knew what the back end was doing because mm-hmm. I'm on the line. I knew I got help right here because, you know, the inside backer got a feel, like, stuff like that. And it just, like, definitely slowed the game down. Um, but switching positions – it was it was like you know really mentally tough for real mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying because you know they they put this weight on they put this weight on the on the list on the roster saying I'm two thirty <laughs> not two thirty bro like and, and you can see that I'm not two thirty you know what I'm saying like but I never say that like I'm, I'm serious so what were you <laughs> bro I was playing D line at two fifteen wow. <laughs> Like the high, like the heaviest I got was two twenty. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like you gotta do what you gotta do. You feel me? <laughs> yeah. I have to look the part. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember mm-hmm. Chris Barnes was like, "Bro, no, nah, Coach Pelham actually. I was over, I was in the weight room when he was there. I was in the weight room lifting like some thirty five, just doing curls. He was like, mm-hmm. looked at me. I looked at him. He was like." Bro, you got to get bigger. You don't look the part. And I was like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, that that took, you know. So, I was like, all mm-hmm. right, bro. Then I was moving positions. Like, 215, 
I don't look like I'm 230. I'm not supposed to be at this position, but I'm finna make it shake, bro, because I want to be on the field. And yeah. like, mm-hmm. that was one of the, the things that was, like, always in my head. Like, I didn't come all the way out here not to play. Even if yeah. they move me around, I'm finna find a way to be on the field. And so, like, that was, like, what was in my mindset. And that would, like, change, like, my progression to, like, all right, if I move positions, it's all right. I'm gonna learn it and then I'll beat the next guy and stay on the field. You know what I'm saying? And so it's it's just a, it's a, it was a long journey. You know what I'm saying? But I'm grateful for it. I have so many tools in my in my in my box. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I'm going back to play inside backer. I've been training with uh, Coach Low out here, and you feel me? I, I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life right now. You know, just learn mm-hmm. relearning everything and just you know actually honing in on one position. But you know. Everything that you learn don't never go away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm gonna think all that's gonna benefit you going forward, because like now it's not a defense you're not gonna be able to know. I mean, having three different DCs and all these defenses, and also like you're saying, like you can play all these different positions, which is only gonna help you because like if somebody goes down to the next level, and like who can do that? Carl can do that because he's had experience, and they'll know all those things. They've seen yeah. all the tape. They know that you know. Oh, you know, Carl can – he actually knows how to rush. If we needed him to put a rush, maybe we have a package for him to do that. Or, you know, inside lineman, he could do that. He can cover. He has a DB background, really. You know, all those things, I think it's only going to benefit you. Yeah. Um. So, going back to your weight real quick, I'm, I'm curious. I remember we would talk to some of the linemen, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're eating like crazy. We're trying to bulk up. I remember some of the other guys, they were trying to drop some weight. Where were you at with the nutrition? Because I hear a lot of good things about the nutrition. They got some good food in there for you guys. Yeah. They got the smoothies from from Belton. So where where were you at? What was the plan for you? Were you eating a lot? Were you eating no, healthy? Yeah. Or what was, was the deal? So the food there was like a buffet. You know what I'm saying? But like it was it was healthy food. You know they mm-hmm, tell you right. to put all your proteins, put all your carbs, put your veggies on there. You know portioned out, right? So like I'm eating all the food. But, like, when I'm out in practice, I'm practicing like it's a game. So, I'm losing a lot of lot of water weight. I'm losing weight, you know, after practice. So, now, after practice, I'm going through a hydration phase of just recovering, mm-hmm. drinking my Pedialyze, drinking my drip drop, drinking my gallon of water, you know what I'm saying? So, I, I get it back the next day. But it was, like, throughout a whole year of doing that, like, a whole football season, like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, it, it was just that, you know? But mm-hmm. definitely trying to definitely trying to gain weight was pretty hard during season. Like off season, like right now, me gaining weight right now is easy because I'm not mm-hmm. taxing my body as much. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna get at a nice weight, stay at that weight, and just you know keep it together till I get my shot. You know my opportunity. I feel that. Um, so one thing I was reading your bio um, there on the UCLA website. And one of the things I read that that caught my eye was you're the first male in your family to go to college. Yeah, is that true? Yeah, it's very true. Um, I'm a I'm a first gen. My well, my my sister. So I'm the oldest oldest boy out of uh, I'm the oldest boy out of 28 grandkids. So my my wow. grandmother, wow. my grandfathers, they had yeah, they had four girls. So. When my mom had me, I was the first boy. So I was mm-hmm. the first boy. Um, my mom was a, a waitress, and she uh, she was at Denny's at the time. And, you know, a lot of people would come in to, to eat and stuff like that. And the coach, 
you know, a coach like, you know, you got any sons? Yada, yada, I'm starting up this football team. So I ended up going out, joining. I was terrible, but I found a love for the game, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. started playing, and I just played ever since. And then I started getting my brothers into football, my, my god brothers. But, yeah, I'm, I'm the first generation to, you know, go to college. My sister, she went and played basketball at COS College of Sequoia, but okay. she didn't finish. But, you know, she got a degree and everything. But, yeah, I was the first one to go to a four-year university and graduate. So, yeah. Awesome, man. Congrats. And it's UCLA. I mean, I hear all the time, number one public university, and it's hard to get into. So, in the country. Can, in the, in in the, the country. country. Yeah. So congrats on that. I wanted to make sure I got that in there for you because that, that's definitely a big deal. Um, I want to go back to real quick on D Lynn mm-hmm. going to USC. I, I, you may have been one of them, but I saw a lot of mind blown emojis out when the announcement was made. Where were you? How did you find out? And, and what was kind of just going through your head during all that? Obviously you were done. You're going to be finishing with the program. Um, yeah. But just your thoughts on all that. I mean, so, you know, he came in, like, in a short amount of time and turned to defense, like, completely around, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, he had all the pieces to do it, you know? And mm-hmm. uh, with pieces, you know, if you have a good, you know, person to move him around and know what to do with the defense, like, and that's what he was. So, like, when found, finding out he was, you know, leaving to SC – across town right after we beat him it was kind of shocking it was shocking for sure but like i understood you know what i'm saying like he has a wife and a kid newborn Mm -hmm. so like it was just a family business decision you know and you know yeah i I could never you know call anybody that you know looking out for their family and everything like that but like yeah it was definitely crushing because i was feeling like you know Next year, they could have had it again. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. we we were short some games. We were short some games, but I feel like if they had another year with D-Land, they could have got it again. But Malloy got him. Malloy got him for mm-hmm. sure. So, Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, tell me about Malloy. Obviously, he's the defensive coordinator. You probably worked pretty closely with him uh, since his arrival there. I guess you were with him for two years, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, just yeah. tell me what kind of guy he is, what, what we can expect from him um, as a leader for that defense going forward. Man, Malloy, Malloy is a fantastic coach, uh, an even better, like, family member. Like, he made us feel like family. Like, we we went over his house so many times just to eat mm-hmm. and, like, just chop it up. And, you know, he's always there for you whenever you need whenever you need him. Like, honestly, there was never any, like, dull moments in his, in his room. Like, he kept it fun, like, actually, like, willing to want to learn from him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was never a day we walking into – like, because, you know, spring ball is long. Fall camp is long. You're in meetings all day. Mm-hmm. People were happy to go to meetings with Malloy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was it was never, a, like, a, a long, 
long meeting. Like, it was just fun. It went by fast. You know what I'm saying? Um, as far as the defense, they finna get an energetic coach. Like, he gonna be probably running on the field if some, some, some crazy <laughs> shit happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, somebody <laughs> makes some plays. He gonna be out. He gonna probably be the first one jumping on the field to celebrate with you. Um, and, and, yeah, like, I feel like they got a good D.C. in their hands because, you know, every every position coach want to become a D.C. and every D.C. and O.C. want to become a head coach. And he's just on his steps to, you know, to make that. And I feel like he's going to be a wonderful D.C. I can tell you when the Boise State game, when we, we were down, going into halftime, you know, came in, huddled up. Yep. Nobody was, like, really worried, you know what I'm saying, because we knew what we had to do. But, you know, he came in there calm. Told us what we needed to do, then turned up on us real quick. You know what I'm saying? Like speaking mm-hmm. a little pigeon. You know, he, you know he's from the <laughs> island, so you know it, it came out of him. But like, like he got us going. You know what I'm saying? Not mm-hmm. saying that like we needed a coach to get us going, but like, right? We probably didn't even need him to do that, but he did it anyway. And then we just came back during the halftime and got back, started winning. You know what I'm saying? So. He's going to be a, a, a good take uh, for UCLA. I'm glad he didn't leave. Cause, uh, Cross Town was trying to pick him up too, but that's that's what I heard. That was the word. Yeah, that was yeah. the word. Uh, go ahead, Josh. I mean, go back a little further. What made you choose UCLA? So I was I was in, I was initially committed to the Colorado with uh, McIntyre's when uh, mm-hmm. Coach McIntyre was the uh, head coach. But yep. so they, you know, they started off strong, winning their first five games, and then they lost their five league games. I and remember Coach that. McIntyre ended up leaving, and so I opened up my, um, you know, opened up my stuff again, and I had to do a pros and cons, and actually just decided to, you know, stay closer to home. Um, so it was between UCLA and Cal, because at the end of the day, I wanted a, a nice degree that will hold weight, and so. Oh, yeah. I always wanted to be an electrical engineer. I always wanted to, you know, bring generational wealth. And I know with either one of those, you know, degrees, like it would be a lot easier, not harder for me. Um, but UCLA, I, I went on campus during, it was during finals week. So like, it really wasn't nothing to do. You know what I don't I'm know saying? why so they like, do officials on that week. <laughs> it wasn't really nothing to do, but like, honestly, I went, uh, walked around campus and like I just told myself I could I could see myself you know falling in love with this place you know it was a lot of things to do in LA um, the coaches at the time was amazing uh, the people there uh, Kenny Kenny Churchwell was my uh, was my okay. host so mm-hmm. like you know Kenny you know kept it real with me you know and like was telling me everything uh, that I wanted to know everything that I asked he told me um, but it just felt, honestly, when I came in, it felt like home. Uh, and so, you know, I stayed and I never left. Damn. So Kenny, <laughs> Kenny was your was your guy who, who took you around and then y'all finished the same year. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's well, crazy. Because that was the year he was coming off the knee, though. Yeah, that was the year yeah. he was Kenny, coming off ACL. Yeah. Kenny tore his knee, like I said, a possession before me at practice. We both tore our knees the same day. Same day. That's crazy. And so That's him hosting, Kenny probably didn't even know all the coaches' names at that point. I was going to say, he's probably fairly that, new at the time, too, right? That's when Kenny was really still learning, too. So it's crazy that they had him host. Yeah. But so, it yeah, worked. They, 
they had my boy host and shoot. You know, it was it was it was you got cool. The job done. It was cool, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I wouldn't like I said, I, I'm glad I picked UCLA. I met so many amazing people, you know. Mm-hmm. The relationships that I got at UCLA is just ridiculous. Like the donors, cool with all the donors, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's definitely a lot of opportunity um out here, but you just gotta make the most of it. Speaking of donors, go ahead. How was uh, NIL? How how was that going from not having it to having it? I missed it, and I was Bro, I want to know what it's like. I feel like so like you know UCLA is getting better at it. You know what I'm saying? But like all right, I, I, I'll say like one of them. We did a camp with Pro Camps, uh-huh. all the scholarship guys. We we was there at like you know seven in the morning. Okay. Mm-hmm. We ended up getting like six bands just for one hour. Each? I don't know. I don't know if I'm not supposed to be telling people, but yeah, for one hour we did a camp <laughs> with some kids. You know, like it wasn't that even a lot crazy. of kids. It wasn't even a lot of kids. But when I was, was when I was running camps, I would run it. <laughs> I'd run it all day, and I'd get probably like three hundred dollars for the whole day, and that was like enough right, to get some in and out. I'm finna, <laughs> I'm to get finna in shoot, and out. I'm finna shoot out Ethan because. Ethan owed me a couple a hundred dollars. I ain't even, I ain't even trying to, you know, <laughs> say nothing out on, 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 you know. But yeah, I didn't did a camp, and I it just take a long time for the bread to get here. You know what I'm saying? Hey, as long as it arrives, it feel good when it when it gets there, though, right? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm still waiting. It's been it's been a long time, couple couple months. Hope they didn't forget because I sure didn't. But if hey, nah, if yeah. I were you, I'd be trying to do camps every week. <laughs> Crazy. Nah, yeah, honestly, but yeah, so that was that was one of them, but you know, they're getting it together. We got uh, the Westwood Collective, and um, mm-hmm. it was a. Uh, so I was in with this Bruin Fan Alliance, also BFA, and mm-hmm. they did a good job of you know paying every month. But it was a it was a big team, so like a lot of football guys. They had some basketball guys. Basketball team is a lot smaller so they get a lot more you know what i'm saying with right, a right. 120 roster it's kind of hard to disperse bread to you know a lot of a lot of the guys but you know hopefully it gets a lot better i know it's getting better but yeah I, I, if i was there one more year i know i'd have been you know top shot it but it's it's all good <laughs> for those for those uh like collection stuff who's in charge of uh like running it so it's it's so it's most likely someone that you know comes up with, oh, I want to start this collective for you know, uh, you know the UCLA football team or something mm-hmm. like that. So then they have a lot of people that does like that knows a lot of people basically, that has like work to do not work to do, uh, things to uh, you know give out, go to dinners, lunch with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but who who runs it? I'm not too sure. But I know once you know, once they say it's a collective out, we end up you know meeting them and everything like that. But I'm not sure who's like the top person of it mm-hmm. all. Secretly, Chase Griffin is behind the scenes, probably running everything. Hey, <laughs> hey that man was on what Capitol Hill last week or something. Bro, Bro. Chase for president goes around the world. That's President Griffin right there, bro. 
So I every time I'm at practice, I'm like, is this man even here? Like he's here, he's it, there. No, no, no. I'm the like, when is, is he ever at practice? <laughs> no, Chase he's is always be there, there though. For, he shows up. That's the he thing. Was, he was still at workouts. I was so confused. I was seeing everything he's doing, all these places he's been. I see. Yeah, I seen that he was in in Europe. I seen that he was at Capitol Hill doing all that. Man Boy, was still was at Monday workouts. Was in Japan. I seen bro in Japan looking at the sewer. You know how Japan sewers is so clean. They got koi fish in there. He was recording the koi fish in the sewer. I'm like, bruh, that's crazy. Living you know what I'm saying? But Man, yeah, no. Case Griffin, Case Griffin got the game plan for NIL, but you know he's passionate about it. So mm-hmm. that's like, and, and once again, no one's gonna give you give you out bread just to give you out bread. You know, you got to be a person of the people. You know, you got to have a great personality. You got to be a great human being. And, you know, he has a foundation. You know, he has a blueprint. He has blueprints for a lot of things that he wants to do. And he goes out and does it. He does his research. So, like, you know, I never, you know, was upset or, you know, like, shit. I was asking him questions. Like, how, you know, how I do this? As you should, yeah. (laughs) You know, and, and so that's honestly what it was. And, shoot, I had... Did. So my player's card that I had with him, I was able to give uh, money to a found, his foundation. Um, and dope. the people that was making my cards, they doubled it. So, you know, I was just finding yeah. ways to, you know, help. And it was pretty cool. I know you said you wouldn't change anything. But would NIL factor into your decision if you were to mm. do it again? Hmm. Yes, for sure. For sure, I ain't gonna. Everybody, bro, we got eighth years, seventh years, yep. ninth, ninth years, ninth year at uh, Miami. Miami, yeah. like same like, age as me, know, <laughs> a grown crazy. man. Bro, He's same, a grown same, man same age as me playing in college. It's crazy. I'm going to my fourth pro year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like, like a lot of people are transferring just to get bread. Go to one school, transfer just to get bread, and mm-hmm. at the end of the day. You you there to play football, bro? Like I don't I don't like you know what I'm saying. Like I came back for another year for my team and my development. You know what I'm saying? Like to get yeah. another year, a good film, on film basically. So like mm-hmm. my whole goal, which had never changed, was you know chase my dreams. First make it to college. All right, did that. Now what you gonna do next? I want to make it to the NFL. So all right, so now what you gonna do next? And so now I'm in the process of that, and I feel like a lot of people, you know, of course you know, make money off your image, you know. I feel like we should have been made bread off our image. All the mm, people that man. go to the Rose Bowl, you know what I'm saying, and we don't touch nothing. We don't touch nothing. Yeah. We don't get no type of kickback but a, a nice dinner the next day, you know what I'm saying? So, like, mm. I feel like, you know, I'm glad that it's happening. Um, I feel like a lot of people should just, like, really understand that, you know, you're playing football to play football to, you know, help your family and yeah, you definitely can help your family with nil, but don't lose track of why you playing football. Don't lose track of why you was doing it in the first place. No doubt, no doubt about it. Um, just a few quick questions uh, before we let you go. Only a couple more minutes here, uh, real quick. Obviously, you played with Latu. You played with the Murphy Twins. Tell me a little bit about Latu, and then tell me a little bit about the Murphy Twins. Man, Latu is like, like this, this enormous enormous like big teenager you know what i'm saying like <laughs> like uh, his spirit is just like so energetic like it's just straight love you know what i'm saying like 
I feel like the the years he came in and Grayson and uh, Gabriel, you know, it was like a, a real life brotherhood for real. And like always able and always open to talk to young guys, you know, very talkative, you know, but then they were also quiet when it was ready to work. You know what I'm saying? Um, the years playing with them, though, like, you know, it, it was crazy to see from the first year till this past year, just like how crazy the development was. Not saying that they wasn't already developed, but like it, it went mm-hmm. up even more. You know what I'm saying? And getting being able to play on the on the NASCAR team with him, that that was the package that I was on. So when it was me, Layatu, and the two twins, it was it was called the NASCAR package. So the, like the the four rushers basically, but. This year, my, my role was to, you know, cover them, which, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I took my role and I understood it, you know what I'm saying? And and now look at them, and I, I'm happy to see that, you know. Yeah. It was like, you know, take your role and, and, and run with it. And, like, I too, I feel like he's going to be top five, shit, top five in the draft. Uh, mm-hmm. Grayson and Gabriel, they're definitely getting, getting took, you know what I'm saying? And it was an honor to be on the field with them. And you know, cherishing every moment uh, with him, and I, I wish him the best for real. And I know I'm gonna see him there mm-hmm. too. Oh yeah. And it was just, yeah. it, was, it was just great. It was honestly, it was a fun time. I wouldn't want to change it for the world. Like honestly, was there I, was I, there ever a competition on or like, I would say arguments, but on who would get the certain stunt or get the certain like. Like nah, like on this on this third down, I'm rushing off the right side. I want to run. I want somebody to give me a pick, or I'm gonna, you know, get was, an inside rush move. It was so like so. Once again, our defense was based around us. Like if we can get to the quarterback, we could run any coverage in the back end. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. they could throw any move anytime they wanted to. Like they could go inside. So the two twenty, they could go inside or outside on the guard. Or they can cross chop and go all the way around the tackle if they actually wanted to. And I was gonna cover him. Like I too. He gonna beat you to the edge and 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 bend so fucking well to get to the quarterback. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it was ridiculous. <laughs> and and hell yeah, it was it was I wouldn't say it was a competition, but I see the twins, you know, talking like like after the play. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like bro, all the time. Inside, bro, I was going inside, like <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that. And it was just, it was funny. It was honestly funny to see them two, the two twins argue, but like they knew it was straight off love. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like I ain't never been around twins before and they literally chew each other out, but love each mm-hmm. other up like within the next 30 seconds. It's crazy. Yep. Mm-hmm. As crazy. a twin, as a twin, yes, that's totally how it is. We'll be fighting. And then, like, 30 seconds later, best friend in the world. Bro, um, it, was, it was crazy. <laughs> Josh, uh, as we as we get Carl out of here, do you want to ask him the question that we ask everybody on the podcast? Oh, so we have we have notorious questions that we ask all the foreign players on here. Uh, since right. we're already talking about teammates, stuff like that, uh, let's start with who, who do you think is, like, the best player or athlete that you've, one, played with, and two that you've played against. So, like, I always say, like, with me, I played with Miles Jack, and he was, like, the freakiest athlete I've played with. And then against – I played against Christian McCaffrey, and that's one of the best athletes and best players I've had to go against. Who who do you think that is for you? Shoot. 
our fresh well my freshman year when freaking Oklahoma came out, Jalen Hurts had me in a, like a little cycle for real. I ain't gonna cap, had me touch the earth. Um, that was a, that was a sad game. <laughs> you feel me? It was terrible. And um, so I say Jalen that was Hurts, a, that was as a that was as a freshman, right? Yeah, but still. So that you was know, your welcome. That was your no, but but that was your welcome to college football moment right there. In the Rose Bowl at home. In, in the Rose Bowl at home, Jalen Hurts made me touch the earth. You know. <laughs> I think then, it was on the first play. He ran for like sixty. Quarterback, quarterback keep, or he dropped back and took off something. He could, the thing is, he could have. Yeah, he could have threw to CD Lamb, but he you didn't. Know what I'm, that's crazy because we was <laughs> playing against CD Lamb. That's I didn't even think Man. about all that. Um, and then uh, to play with my my five years, well, four years playing with Dorian was just crazy. Yeah. Like all the stuff that, you know, he was always trying to hurdle somebody and then to see the past <laughs> two years, he actually, you know, landed it yeah. every single time he attempted. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was ridiculous. And then, you know, out at practice, you know, the stuff he would do. Um, yeah. And then if not Dorian, I say lie Liatu because I had you know worked mm-hmm. out with him multiple times you know during the off season just to see a two seventy two sixty guy bend and get low and turn his mm-hmm. hips the way he turned his hips like it was it was ridiculous it was it was yeah. crazy unnatural two, and two dogs yeah yeah and the the other question that we always ask is who are the top five funniest guys in the locker room during your time at UCLA. Gary Smith. Okay. Yeah, when Gary came in from Duke, he he had like everybody would go to Gary just to just to laugh. <laughs> yeah. Um uh Money Mart. Uh Martin Martin, Martin Andrews. Martin, 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 there it is. Everybody always. says Martin. Bro, he got yeah. he gotta be top five. Bro, yeah, Martin's top five. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh who else? Undercover. Alex Johnson is pretty funny. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I, yeah, Alex is like just, like you actually funny. talk to Alex Johnson. Alex Johnson is pretty funny. Um, he's a silly guy. Uh, Jay Toyaloa. Okay. I've, Jay. I've heard. I've heard he's pretty funny. He's he bro. That's why our D line room was just hilarious, bro. Like <laughs> it was just funny the whole time. Um, I don't think there's any D line room that's not funny. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, well, remember Stephen Mason? Yeah, bro, I just seen him the other day. I, I put Stephen <laughs> Mason crazy. on there, even though me and him got into a little Russell my freshman year, but he was still. Oh, <laughs> that's crazy. That's your that's your number five. But yeah, it, uh, yeah, you definitely have some. I I could agree. That's with a that. good five. That's, that's a good five. That's a good yeah. five. All right, man. First of all, thank you so much for being here um, and joining us. Hopefully we can get you back on the podcast soon, but we want to wish you the best of luck with everything going Mm -hmm. forward. And for me personally, as someone who's covered you pretty much since day one, because I started covering the team in 2019 as well. I just want to say thank you and for for just being available when it came to talking to the media and always being good with us. I appreciate that and best of luck to you, man. I appreciate that. No, thank you for having me. Um, Yeah. It was a pleasure, you know, getting to know you and meeting you throughout the, you yep. know, the four to five years I've been here. And Josh, bro, bro, I really appreciate you, you know, through my freshman year, you know what I'm saying? And then just holding the torch, uh, you know, and then keeping it going and, you know, mm-hmm. trying to make UCLA uh, 
better than how y'all left it. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. always that. That's hey. that's still the goal. That's still the goal. But I mean, I, I want to give you your roses, man. I'm just so proud of you. Just seeing your growth and transformation from yeah, from the beginning till now, and um, just so excited for your future and you know what's to come. Appreciate that. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. And again, best of luck. This is the Believe in UCLA football podcast presented by Bet Online. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.